Welcome back, everybody. We are week four of the NFL season. We are week four in the 390 Millionaires uh, podcast. I'm your host, Patrick, uh, off a tragic loss on Monday night. Uh, I am also joined here with my hosts, uh, Mike and Gertie. Gertie and I are not speaking to each other this week as we are playing each other. But how are you guys doing? I'm well. hoping we can play each other every week if I if we're learning now that we don't have to talk to each other anymore. <laughs> I would have implemented I would have implemented this years ago. And I've only known you for a few of them. Um That's but true. yeah, I, I feel fantastic. I mean um I'll talk about that in a little bit, but I feel fucking great. I don't know about the longevity of this podcast, guys, if I have to sleep the entire time and you guys can't talk, so I worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it sounds it sounds like it would be a, a last man standing kind of podcast and i know who would win that matchup between me and gertie so i'm okay with that arrangement <laughs> uh, joining us as well this week we always have a guest we always try and do our best for our audience um but we got a a super succulent and sexy guest today uh his name's nolan and he's part of the, the league too nolan how's it going Oof, better now that I got that uh, introduction. Thank you very much. Uh, and thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, we're happy to have you. I think let's just start with we... a little hot button issue. I kind of want to summarize what happened this afternoon. Me personally, I was in a meeting, so um, was kind of half paying attention to all that while sending what seemed like long messages when I reread it. So would love to get your sure. take, Hallwell. <laughs> yeah, okay. So today was a big day for me. Um, I started off with, um, a threat to the league that if I, sorry, I, I'm jumping ahead. Due to the COVID complications of the Tennessee Titans, their matchup against the P- Pittsburgh Steelers has been postponed from beyond this week. We are unsure exactly when it's going to be, but there are rumors out there, um, eh, pretty heavily sourced rumors, that um, it will be uh a week seven matchup um, forcing the Tennessee Titans uh, and Pittsburgh Steelers to have their bye this week with the Baltimore Ravens accommodating that schedule by having their, their bye week um, a week earlier. Because of that, several teams were affected. My team being one of them as I possess the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So to begin the day, I threw out a, um, a thread <laughs> which I called it a threat uh, <laughs> that if I, if I don't get the player that I, I need, or if the player that I drop is picked up, I will trade my two best players to Neville all by ensuring that nobody else wins the league, which was the threat. It was uh, playfully cast aside. Nobody believed that I would do it, which means that I am unfortunately going to be making a deal next Tuesday <laughs> to Neville, uh, ruining the integrity of this league. But you know what? Keeping the integrity and self-respect that I have for myself. Um, so yeah, morning was was eventful, but then in the afternoon, trying to actually like deal with this issue, I approached uh, Commissioner Andre. And I said, I I asked, are we able to push waivers? Because there is a um, a particular player that I would like. Um, I don't know. We'll keep it. We'll keep it vague because my um, my opponent is on the podcast right now. Um, But uh, can are we able to push waivers uh, to ensure that I get the player? to cover my COVID absence. Um, And this began a large discourse in the league uh, of whether or not waivers should be processed or not. So uh, ultimately it was a failed endeavor, but um, I think think the takeaway is 
we are flying by the seat of our pants. And mm-hmm. if COVID is going to fuck up any games moving forward, literally everybody in the league is just going to flip the bird to each other and be like, it sucks to suck, but you got to deal with it. Is that, is that the way I, I'm being, I'm being a little bit pessimistic about it, but I, I, I think that's kind of like the Cole's notes of it, right? Is that we don't have a plan for COVID. Right. As they are our, our fantasy league. And that's, that's definitely like worrisome from my perspective being, especially like being affected this week. But, um, I don't know, Mike, you, you, you were the one that, that was responding to me in the chat. You kind of, you kind of took up the, um, uh, that not devil's advocate, but, but you were, you were opposing my argument. So like, let, let me in on that. Yeah. So I was just looking at it from the perspective of like, would it, or should it change your waiver wire? Um, you said it changed your thinking on Tuesday night. I guess it would have been had you known the game was postponed. And I was just playing devil's advocate too. Should it have? Like the likelihood that we know any game could be canceled. Like even looking like I lost my number one receiver. So like, and that's why I said like, I just didn't even, it never crossed my mind. And maybe you're just an innovator um, that like maybe waivers or something should be prioritized. I just didn't see that as like, I just, I see it more as like a, you got to deal with shit as it comes kind of view, I guess. Um, I guess my question to you would be, you mentioned you'd be upset if a player you dropped didn't end up back on your team. So is that what you're indicating? You're upset that you dropped a player who now you could use in this waiver period? No, it's more, it's more of like the larger thing of of like, I construct my team a certain way. Right. And then, and that's not just like the starting lineup. It's like the depth on the bench. It's the, say what you want about my bench, but I like, I believe that I'm building a team with with depth and okay. the fact that I, I I have to forfeit a player that I think deserves to be on my bench to right for for like this is like the bitter pill of it is like the Steelers don't have COVID it's yep uh, I my I like my team's getting getting punished so it's like I'm, I'm bitter that way, but at the end, like, I, I agree. I agree with the, okay. It, it is just like somebody pulling a hamstring in warmups or um, getting injured or like Saquon Barkley going out with like a knee injury, like injuries happen. I get that. But where, where I was coming from is that that I did or, or like forgot to do. This is poor phrasing. I'm sorry, at a disadvantage so, because the inf- I think sorry, go ahead. it boils down to, and I mean, we don't need to beat the dead horse or beat the horse that was killed by a salmon or a cat or a dog or whatever happened last week on the show. Um, sure, yeah. fucking salmon, man. It's a salmon. <laughs> Get it right. Um, it's crazy. But would this all be solved? And I'm asking a legitimate question. I'm not trying to call it shit. Um, by an IR spot. Like, is that the solution to the problem here going forward? Like, I know we've said, hey, we can't institute it now, but just at a curious, like, outside perspective, like, is that the solve here, or is this just an issue that you think that, like, we're just going to have to deal with it weekly and something well, may change next I week? will tell you what would solve all of this, and I ranted about it last week, and I, I'll actually take it a step further. Every league that I've been a part of this year, aside from this league, and then I'll let Nolan share his thoughts, because I think Nolan will have a interesting commissioner related thought on this matter but um every league i've been a part of has added an extra bench spot and at least one ir spot for these situations um so for a league that is as innovative as 390 millionaires um honestly i wish we were 390 billionaires i'll be honest i wish we took that extra few zeros and and took the league even further (laughs) that's so good you know, Mike, I mean, Nolan, you, really, you, you go into yeah, it. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think Mike really hit the nail on the head here that uh, we need an IR spot. This is something that we knew uh, well before the, the the season started. So it's uh, it's pretty shocking that we're still here without an IR spot. And uh, Andre has chosen to try and use me as a scapegoat for <laughs> why we don't have an IR spot. But... Uh, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are, but the the kind of feeling I'm getting from Andre here is he uh, he sort of reminds me of uh, a young boy crying in the shower because his uncle just you know came over and uh, abused him a little bit, and he just seems alone. He seems afraid. 
and it seems like there's blood in the water. And I think that uh, this league needs a new commissioner. You know, this wow. League is, this league is full of sharks. And uh, we can sense Andre's weakness. And it's, wow. you know, it's just gone, it's gone too far. We need a leader here. We need someone who's willing to stand up and say that, yes, I put in an IR spot. Not say, well, let's put it to a vote. And if anybody disagrees, then I'm not going to do it. My two cents. Those are some harsh words, and it's a, it's a big take. I mean, I know it's been discussed before. I mean, before the season, Pat Hallwell raised his hand and said, I'll be commissioner, and everyone took it lightly. But you know, you're, you're presenting a very strong argument. The leader ability just just putting it down and saying exactly what needs to happen. It, so so I, will, I will defend Andre here. He... Um... In some parts, I do I do think that there was a lapse in, in not having an IR position this year, and I think, yes, like it should be there. I don't think anybody in the league would agree. Like if we if we rolled back the the, the calendar and, and and we were September first, I think if we managed to get our shit in order, um, do we want an IR spot? I think it would be across the board. Yes, this this is going to be a crazy season, but that's not the situation we're dealing with. So, I, like, I want to want to divorce myself a little bit from from that piece. Andre Andre did listen to my concern today, um, which I was grateful for. I, I uh, yeah, I don't know. This is this is it's sticky. It's mm-hmm. it's. I think I think we are. This league is also a. Um, a culmination of like the the people that are in it, and the product that we have as well is, is kind of what we made. Like we're mon- we're monsters of our own making in this regard. Like I think, yeah. yeah. Why can't we be? I, why, I, can't, why can't we be monsters? Inc. Why can't the monsters be the good guys? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Gertie, I. Hundred percent. So, just like a quick, a quick, like uh, um, sidebar. Like, which monster would you be in Monsters Inc.? Obviously, Sully. Like, is, is, is I, yeah. Like, I, I have the same. I have the same body. Uh, the same. The same physique as Sully, and I feel as though our personalities just intertwine. I I am glad that you got the right answer on that one. Thank you. I uh, maybe that's why they pay me the big bucks. Um. Yeah, so it's 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 tough. I hope. I mean, obviously, we hope that everybody's like safe through throughout the season. Like, especially the players. Like, this is not a fun situation at all. But from like a fantasy perspective, it kind of you hope that the rest of the games are, are even, Steven. Like, I it just. I mean, we we've left ourselves pretty vulnerable for like bitter bitter matches like i i I'll, like I'll, I'll definitely admit i was feeling bitter at moments today like it just it's a tough fucking pill well and this yeah. is quite tame all things considered right this is just one game we have the potential where you know if if there was other players that got tested if you know minnesota had any outbreak at all this could yeah. have been drastic this could have been yeah. an entire week getting shut and then and, and that's still on the table and the thing that i want to bring up is who's to say that tennessee is going to play their game next week Mm-hmm. So that's two games that are missed now, and it's just it just becomes like this whole clusterfuck of like, what if? So you you hope it's it's cleaned up quickly. You hope um, everybody's safe at the end of it. But God, would, just, would everyone would are you guys? I guess I'll ask you guys. Uh, Nolan, you you touched on it. Um, should Andre just roll up his sleeves sometimes and make a decision, not saying it's necessarily right, it might cause more shit in a way, but do you guys feel like that if like he took that approach sometimes in certain situations, it would be for the better of the league? Yes. I think yes. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say no, because that has been an issue from my perspective in the past, mm. but I wish, I, 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 I'll add that I wish that it would, these conversations would happen earlier. Right. And that's that's where I'll leave that. And I yeah. guess we'll, we'll leave it at you're not mad, you're just disappointed, right, Hall? Big time. Big time. You know me. I'm capital P parent. I'm not mad. Just disappointed. Well, talk about disappointed. Why don't we get into the matchups of last week? 
Oof. Yeah. I'm disappointed. I know who's disappointed <laughs> on this podcast. There's a I'm, few people disappointed. A couple people. <laughs> yeah, I meant I mentioned it off the top of the show, but I'm uh, uh I'm mildly disappointed. Uh, I think whenever you put up 155 points in a game, you you kind of expect that you're going to be coming home with the victory. And mm-hmm. uh, I ran I ran up against the 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 big mean machine that is Neville's team right now, Oof. and uh, yeah, it, it 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 certainly hurts, but. I think there's a lot of positives I can take out a bit of my, my squad um, from last week. I mean, like, we put up 150 for the second consecutive week. I'm the second highest scoring team in the league. It, it, it seems like my arrow was pointing up. Uh, but, yeah, it would have been nice to get that win and be, uh, be tied for that division lead with him. So definitely some disappointment on my end. Yeah, tough loss. Um but yeah, you're the second highest scoring team in the league. So, I mean, positive outlook, I guess, from that standpoint. Um, Gertie, yeah. you got your first win, too. Oh, thanks for bringing that up, Mike. Um, yeah, I, I, I just want to give a big shout out to Jay. Thanks for giving me sound bites I can listen to every morning when I wake up. <laughs> a few that really resonated with me was why I pick up Mike Davis. He's playing the Chargers defense. He can't do anything. Well, he did something. He beat you. Um, the other thing I said is, you know, there's crazier things that have happened in 2020. There's crazy things that happened in fantasy football. The one thing I can guarantee is you won't beat me. Well, well, we're fucking crazy now because I beat him. Um, he mentioned that my team is not Saquon these, but just these. Well, I want to, uh, pitch him on changing his name from my can't to can't beat these, uh, because we've seen what happens now. Um, <laughs> And the last thing I'll say on the matter is uh, I don't want to beat a, a dead horse, which is Jay. Um, but thank you to Pat for inviting me on the Green Dragon Brewing podcast and teaching me voodoo. Um, it was fantastic to leverage that voodoo-making skills uh, early Monday uh, to help me win my matchup. So just appreciate the team effort all around. And, uh, you know, Jay, maybe when you get invited to a podcast, don't fuck with the host because... Uh, oh. You'll get the most, baby. <laughs> okay, I, I have to address two things very quickly. Listener, if you feel like a slight scratch in your ear, uh, don't be alarmed. That's just Gertie's erection coming through your headphones. <laughs> Secondly, um, it's disrespectful. Me big, so thank you. <laughs> um, it's disrespectful that you invoke the Green Dragon Brewing podca- podcast uh in that whole explanation you have not been on it we don't dabble around in voodoo we're a dungeons and dragon podcast and that and that you're just muddying the waters for potential listeners so i like i have to be very clear on that that's my other property one that you're not a part of in any way well <laughs> next time i try to help my friend wow. get viewers i'll remember this fucking part thanks for the sound bite for next week <laughs> oh and more quiet. more bullets and more bullets and board material for you i guess yeah he yeah. is just building yeah. his armor over there yeah you should see the folder <laughs> on my laptop now oh my god i just can't wait for this to drop on spotify oh goodness um, gracious just clip that and uh, i'll add that to my rocky routine every morning when i crack a crack an egg and just swallow it whole you know, just looking you at your real. matchup there, Gertie, it, it's it is very impressive that you were able to to pull out the win when your two tight ends combined for two point seven points. On the- oh, that's one other point I forgot to mention. Thanks for bringing that up too. You're um, I look. He, I said that I would win with two tight ends in my lineup. He said that was the stupidest thing I ever heard, and then I took it down a notch. Actually, I took it all the way up. I said, what if one of my tenants get injured <laughs> on the first possible play and I still beat you? And what happened? Dallas Goddard, who was the leading receiver, by the way, on Philadelphia prior to his injury, gets hurt after catching a pass for seven yards. And I still fucking won. So you know what? Next time y'all fuck laugh at my fantasy decisions, just remember what happened. You lose. I win. And I feel pretty good about myself. Um... So thanks for thanks for indulging me there. Thanks Strong for the transition. Words. Strong I words for one it. and two, right? Hey, better than zero and three. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to be anyone zero and three. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. What would not... you do with yourself? Probably not add in my R spot. That's for sure. 
<laughs> I mean, it'd be a miss, Nolan, if we didn't touch on uh, our matchup last week. Oof. Uh, bit of an underdog win for me there, especially considering I didn't get what I wanted last Thursday um, with my Chanel pickup. But I think uh, your guys sufficiently shit the bed, especially in Rivers and Newton and my quarterbacks. Third round pick quarterback Joe Burrow did quite well. You know, Joe Burrow has been looking great. Uh, my team uh, was anything but great. Uh, you know, I, I had a couple players that, that pulled their average point totals, but overall it was, they might as well have just sat on the bench. It was disgraceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jacobs and Waller is a tough combo to get swallowed up by that New England defense. I was uh, I was surprised they didn't even target Waller. I figured that, you know, sure, New England can shut down a tight end or shut down anyone for that matter, but I still thought that they'd try and force him the ball, but they really just ignored him. Yeah, that was definitely really surprising. Usually tight end is the most valued position, so the fact that that wasn't leveraged is always a very weird thing to me. As someone with two tight ends, I uh, completely agree. Thank you. <laughs> I only have one now, so it's it's... it's... It's sad. I actually, I actually have one available for trade if that's uh, still what you're interested in. Ooh, that could be a case. That could be interesting to me. I mean, I'd have two, but I don't have an IR spot, so it's it's difficult right now to to imagine what that would be like. But uh, that could be in Pat's favor. This could be the win that he he gets because I only have one tight end in my lineup. <laughs> so quickly before we move on, I just want to look at you know where where we're sitting as a league right now. So Neville's the only undefeated. Um, all the other divisions are pretty close, except for that one. Uh, Hallwell, you're two games behind Neville now, so that kind of hurts. Uh, my division with Nolan, we're all tied at two and one, so that's pretty pretty intense heading into week four. Um, Gertie, you're at least still in the race there, and you're just one game back. Yeah, the divisions are quite close this year, um, especially uh, the skinless peaks. Uh pretty amazing that the fish has the most points scored in your division right now that's unlike something any of us expected uh coming out of the lifeless fish slightly concerning to be honest yeah a little bit slightly yeah i i was expecting a uh, a flop you know a uh, mm-hmm. a dead fish on the the boat deck so to speak <laughs> and uh he's putting up a little bit more life than i thought when i asked mm-hmm. him to be in our division yeah, yeah. he seems invigorated I think mm. he's found himself overseas, and that's great for him. That's great for, for Danish as a person, but I think it's uh, disconcerting to us over here. Across the pond. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know Swede sounded like that. but uh... <laughs> uh, Sorry, I'm not, I'm not sure on like royalty at all, but I'm fairly certain Swedish monarchy is somehow related to the English monarchy. Can anybody confirm that? Um, we'll have to we'll have to get intern Jimmy on it, and we'll we'll make sure that we clear that up on the podcast next week. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I think we're uh, going to be touching on the waiver wire now. I'm just going to do a quick highlights reel of what happened on the waiver wire, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, Flacaroni goes all in on Nick Foles, a hundred dollars. Uh, let's see if that doesn't bite him in the ass late in the season. Uh, the team formerly known as My Cant gets uh, Carlos Hyde for $21, uh, which was a decent hot competition. Andre spent a whopping $8 to try and get him. Uh, didn't, uh, because his running backs are so good. Uh, Justin Jefferson goes for $17. That was a very hotly contested pickup that um, ultimately went to the victor. I picked up three different players. I got... Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. for $11, which Andre only bid once again $8 for. I don't know what he is obsessed with the $8 mark for, but uh, I want to remind him he has 100 of them. Um, I also took Hunter Renfro and Randall Cobb. The token Blackman gets Jalen Hurts, obviously seeing the winds blow in Philadelphia. Andre picks up two running backs in New England, uh, Rex Burkhead and Jay Taylor, which a lot of us said, who is Jay Taylor? Is Jonathan Taylor on the waiver wire for some reason? No, this is a J.J. Taylor. Um, I still don't know who he is, and I tried to do research on him. And Neville picked up Kyle Allen and Nick Mullins as he got Ben Roethlisberger pushed off the week. So, what do we think about the waiver wire this week? And what is Andre doing not spending any of his fab? Well, 
I know from from my end, anyways, with the the waiver pickup, uh, being able to steal Jefferson from Mike was uh, a pretty big win in my books. Uh, anytime you can steal someone from your league mate or from your division mate uh, for the exact same mm-hmm. bidding price, it uh, it feels very good. Yeah, yep. I would say it stings. You, um, Nolan, I like I like you. You have a T Higgins there as well. I don't know if that was if they were both this week. No, that was actually just a uh, a free agent pickup. Uh, once the game got postponed, I had to find a replacement for uh, for the uh, the Titans wide receivers. So my wide receivers are in a bit of shambles this week, but you know there's some potential. Maybe they pop off. No, I I think Higgins. I think Higgins is taking the AJ Green role. So I think that's like a great pickup for you. Like there was the yeah. John Ross stuff where he um, he is a healthy and active to me that just speaks that like Higgins is moving into a very comfortable spot with the. Uh, so with you think team. he, he surpasses Boyd? No, I think Boyd is like number one, but I, but I don't think AJ green is the number one right now. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe he needs time to warm up, but uh, <clears throat> he has not looked good this year. N- no, I, I, I think he's, it's like kind of crazy. I think he was drafted in like 2011. Like AJ Green. When was Julio drafted, Mike? 20 2011, I believe actually. Same year. So they were they they, they were the same year. They they were they were the same year. I think I think AJ went before Julio, which kind of sucks in retrospect. Um but point point being is that like AJ has just had like he's been awesome. Mm-hmm. for us as a, as a franchise, but like, he's just, he's done. Um, he's looking yeah. like he's cooked and I don't know if that's like, maybe he needs a new place or, um, but he is just like, we're, we're not re-signing him next season for sure. So I think T Higgins, I think I love that pickup. He got nine targets last week, two touchdowns. He just needs to get the yardage and then he's a, uh, he's a legit win. So, I I like not even on our free agent section, but I re- I really like that pickup. No, mm-hmm. yeah, I had picked up Higgins and I dropped him for Hertz, um, just hoping I could find some value there. But then now Juju's out, so maybe I should demand that Higgins should be back on my roster. I'm gonna call Andre right after this. Please Honestly, do. I can't wait to, to the, get uh, him the to podcast. He'll probably give him to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I mean, how do we feel about Nick Foles going for a hundred? Do you really think he's going to keep the job the entire season? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm going to go with he keeps the job, but I don't think I would have dropped 100. Um, haven't really checked out Mike's team to see what the need is there, but Gertie, I texted you. We were chatting because I was in another league and I was debating picking him up, and I I just was questioning the value and even picking him up. Um, I think he's overinflated, obviously playing against that Falcons defense. For what he did last week, but the Bears aren't going to be that competitive, in my opinion. Here, here's the insight that I got from my brother for picking up Foles. It was purely based on playing Neville this week. He thought that he uh, could corner him with the the Roethlisberger stuff. Mm. And so, I mean, like a hundred is is aggressive, uh, but Mike Mike thinks that he's got a good, a deep enough team, a, like a rounded out roster, and to like. I mean, we all know how quickly like starting quarterbacks go in this league. Mm-hmm. So, yep. it, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Like, if, Foles has won a Super Bowl, right? So, if anybody can surprise us, it's him. So, yeah, but so is technically Carson Wentz, and the only thing he's surprising is his wide receivers at his ball placement. So. Well, what I'll say is though, I, I respect the strategy, and I thought it would have worked. Until Neville, that shrewd little Neville, uh, found Nick Mullins for free on the wire to pick him up as a starting quarterback. Um, Surprised he wasn't picked up before, completely overlooked. Uh, Obviously, if Jimmy G plays this week, that's useless, but it seems like he won't be playing this week. So um, let's, uh, let's see how Mike's strategy works. And if it backfires or not. Yeah, and Mullins is actually projected at uh, four points higher than Foles. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll be uh, quite the, uh, the coup de quite the funny situation if Mullins actually outscores, outscores Foles after the uh, $100 bid on him. 
Whoa. Agreed. Sounds like it sounds like a bet. Um, you know, I'm... so do you think that <laughs> do you think that Andre's running back room got a lot better now that he picked up JJ uh, Taylor and Rex Burkhead? Oh yeah, I think he's the favorite to make the playoffs at this point. It, well, I think it's I think it's the 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 wording of the question there, uh, Gertie. Do I think Andre's running back room got better? One hundred percent. But that's Next just question. because he didn't he he didn't have a whole lot to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like you add anything to that running back room, it's going to improve. <clears throat> Did it get better as a uh, a unit that should be feared across the league? Well, that's a different answer. Yeah, it's like when you have three holes in a boat and you plug one. It's like, well, yeah, sure, the situation got a bit better. <laughs> Perfect analogy. Perfect. The, the, the ship is still sinking, but it looks a little prettier on the way out. Would you guys start Sexy Rexy? Like, I think New England is a, such a hot mess at running back, and it's like, who knows from week to week? Like, I'd probably personally still start Swift, even though that also sounds very scary. I just don't know. I never trust those New England backs. Yeah, it's they're hard to trust. I mean, I think the thing is, like, if they if one has like one run for five yards, then Belichick is going to run them for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. If it's like his first rush is like tackled behind the line of scrimmage, he's done. Like right. he 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 sees the hot hand in a flick of a second. I would say for sexy Rexy, uh, I think you got to start him uh, against KC. Like that game is going to be a shootout. You would hope. So you would think that New England would probably just run the screen all day. Uh, getting Rex going, um, and Swift. Swift is your boomer bust, right? Like Swift could go off for a big run, but they ran AP pretty hard last week. So um, I still think Swift will take over the job by the end of the season. But right now, I think Andre is making the the right decision with uh, Burkhead, and also Leonard Fournette is injured this week. So you know Ronald Jones might actually, you know, have some value. Yeah. Um, just to go back to the original question of what would you, do you trust the new England running backs? Um, I think the answer is, uh, like, a it should be in bold, underlined, italicized and capitalized a big no. Cause it's mm-hmm. like the, the, who's the goal line back in, in new England. It's the quarterback. It's Cam Newton. So it's just right. like, I, I, I see what he's trying to do and like, I'll give him credit for that. I'm just. Uh, day late and a dollar short, I think, is what it is. So, well said. And that helps nobody pay their rent. <laughs> <laughs> I will true. say that uh, the Burke had uh, vultured a few touchdowns last week from my quarterback Cam. Uh, so I'm really hoping that that's not a trend. Mm. I wouldn't expect it to be. Now that Rex Burkhead is on Andre's team, I would expect him to get two carries and be done for the day. <laughs> Fantastic point. <laughs> Very strong possibility. Yeah. That's like someone joining my team and not going on the IR. It's just not possible. Like, <laughs> Well, good news about Andre's team is that it is um, COVID-free now. So that's yeah. very True. exciting. That's, that's yeah, it only great. took him four weeks to drop the only COVID player in the league. And it's awkward. Right. that it's, it's, it's funny that he did that now that there's actually more players that have COVID. COVID. So uh, there's an irony to it for sure. Yeah, um, but we hope all the players get healthy and uh, we don't have to face the situation too because if I have to spend another Thursday reading bricks and messages that won't go anywhere, that'll just be another Friday. <laughs> sounds like <laughs> sounds like my work day. Yeah, me too. Um, work talk. Yeah. So yeah, no shop talk, guys. We've turned a corner. Andre's dropped his COVID player. Uh, Gertie's dropped his second tight end. But I've got some hot rumors on what else could possibly be happening in the league. Um, again, I'll start with my own input and my own kind of trade talks this week, guys. And I'll back off of what Gertie was saying last week. And I'll just say that I think being a dick in this league is becoming contagious. Um, you start some trade talks, seem to be going pretty well. As Jay would say, I put it the T, put it the crumpet. And then the guy just doesn't show up. Um, stops answering the messages, doesn't read them. So... Not going to yeah. name any names, Danish, but uh, if you could just respond to the messages when we're having a chat, uh, I'd be appreciated. Sorry, Mike, I got to put you on blast here. You did that to me earlier in the season. I did not ignore you. 
Yeah, you did. You said you'd look at a player. It was a Tuesday, uh, I think in week two. Okay. And you said I'd look at a player and then you just never got back to me. You like you you Well it's serious I just, context I just, though. What what player was this? I can't I think it was Mark Ingram because you had JK Dobbins. And I think I asked Mike, hey, did you want to it, it, it was like very, very preliminary, but you were like mm-hmm. you were like, I'll take a look that night. And then you just you you blew me off. Oh, well, Patrick, I'm really sorry if I did that. I didn't mean to. Um, it's not the reflection of the person that I am. Is all I will say. Um, That's a bold faced lie. He messaged me right after. He said, "Lol, I put Patrick on red." <laughs> that's, that's bullshit. I hate that. Sorry, I'm, I'm actually looking through our messages to try to see when this happened, Pat. I won't spend too much time, and I'll look later. But I don't see it. I don't see any message. It's a, it's. It, it's, it was the Tuesday, there, apparently. No, I, I I think it might be on my iPhone. I'll find it. I'll try and find it after the, the podcast. But it definitely happened. Hundred percent happened because hmm. I bitched to Nolan about it. He did oh. bitch to me. Huh. He said nobody wants Mark Ingram. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Still, yeah. true. Still true. Still true. Still true. I I could look through my text. That's probably the same day he offered me Mark Ingram. <laughs> I was very. I was very. What other rumors are you hearing on the street? God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll open up the floor to you guys. If you guys have anything else before I jump into, um, you know, our super spooky unnamed source who's been feeding some amazing rumors thus far. The one thing I'll say that I've noticed on the trade front this year is everyone thinks they're the savviest negotiator. And the reason trades go nowhere is because anytime you try to talk trade, they always try to force the other person to make the first offer the point where nobody makes the first offer and it goes nowhere it's like it's like matching with someone on tinder and not sending a message it's like great we matched but we're not going to take this anywhere i will say i i I send the first offer to the person i referred to earlier who i'm not going to name uh danish i sent the (laughs) offer and you didn't send one back i said send me an offer back like fucking work with me a little bit here i'm not trying to just squeeze out your best player for four of my bench players um but no I hear you, Gertie. I feel you. And like I said, Hallwell, I didn't do that. So don't put that on me. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to post this in the chat, and you're going to look like a fucking fool. Now, I, I will say, and I'm, I'm hoping that this is true, but uh, I find early season trading is very difficult because you go into the draft and you draft these players with expectations, right? And you think that this person is going to be a star. You love them. That's why you drafted them. And it's very hard to tell somebody else that the person they drafted is not as good as they think. They need a few yeah. weeks to figure it out that, you know, this person isn't going to be a top 10 running back or wide receiver that, you know, he's, you can trade him for a little bit less than what you think. he's. Yeah. A lot of emotions. That's a fair point. Um, I'll say my sources told me that there were some conversations about uh, Kenyon Drake. Oh, uh, being moved. And there was also another conversation about Aaron Jones being moved. Ooh, again. But nothing, yeah, nothing, uh, nothing, nothing solid, nothing uh, concrete. But there, I can, can confirm there were conversations. I can confirm as well conversations around Miles Gaskin uh, following his big breakout game against uh, Gardner Minshew last week. Uh, there's been some some interest in in. Uh, Mr. Gaskin. Hmm. So I can I can confirm that. Gaskin, yeah, he had what twenty touches. He looked great. He didn't go he anywhere did. with them, but you know he got him. He went to nine points. <laughs> there you, you go. Know what? <laughs> he went to nine whole points, and he's excited to to run those little feet today. Or, uh, that's sorry, nine. That's nine more nine more points than any of the Pittsburgh Steelers will get this weekend. So hmm. uh, it seems like a little, but it's actually a lot. I, I also see where you're going with this here. You're already looking for the asterisk next to my win against you this week, Pat. It's already I, I see I see the long game you're playing here, and uh, I don't like it. Gertie, we're not supposed to say mean stuff on this, but I'm thinking of a word that starts with and uh, rhymes with, and that's what I think you are. If you think you're going to win, oh well, Mike. Good thing you know how to fucking. Uh, Put in a bleep right over there. I think we might have to put Patrick in a timeout after those, those that language 
Let's get no, to the I'm unnamed just... source. Let's get to that unnamed source before a fight breaks out virtually. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I think this is why you guys weren't supposed to speak to each other. Uh, yes, like that's yeah, right. A little yeah. bit derailed here with the uh, yeah. the cat fight. Well, we did. We did say <laughs> the, the, the one and two, the one and two cat fight at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the second highest scoring team in the goddamn league. No, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's what's happening yeah. with the uh, Mr. Anonymous? There we go. Mr. Anonymous. So as you guys may have heard, widely reported Matt Ryan's on the block. Um, speaking of suds, the source says, one owner has said that even more offensive than him ignoring offers is when he offers a clearly one-sided trade. Uh, Hollywood Brown is not worth a starting running back. Wait, Suds has offered people trades? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, Suds? I have I have three years of trade offers and conversations, and Suds has not responded to one of them. I I, I vented about that last week. The guy just leaves you on red. He just he just does not engage oh. in the trade talk. Oh, that's so good. Incredible. Yeah, <laughs> um, Source also says Jay has been less active shopping Aaron Jones since the information went public but being a man of his word sent at least one offer on Lamar Jackson seems to be seeking some wide receiver help Lamar Jackson for wide receivers? Well I think that's oh, probably gosh. part of the package I don't know I don't think that's as hot as the take as Andre trading his running backs but I, all I'll say to that rumor is that I wish I had better receivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, Curtis popping up with the source here, actually. Um, not wanting to be one-upped by Gertie, he's been overvaluing Hawkinson and Hunter Henry, including them with his weaker wide receivers to get an RB2. That's some very specific information. The source must be pretty close to that offer, I have to say. <laughs> well we'll never know who mr anonymous is but all nope. we can do is thank him for his very hard and tireless work to get the big scoops in the league so thank you whoever you are yeah thank you not andre um <laughs> nolan the source mentions you for the second straight week um it's a little little shady again or a little dicey Looking to trade for some cover-up to treat his yellow belly. Maybe he can get the coward's discount. Not even a rumor, just taking a shot. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, what are they even attacking me here for? <laughs> to be honest, you just sound like they're really attacking sure. me personally. <laughs> Which, you know, fair if that's it, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not really too sure. Uh, I was looking for some trade info, and that's what I got sent. So, uh... <laughs> Here we are. And then just a quick tidbit um, on Andre. Immediately after picking up Burkhead, he's packaged him with DeAndre Swift in an offer for a quarterback. <laughs> Which quarterback does he say? No, he just says uh, it's in order to cover up for Stafford's bye week next week. So the source is knowledgeable. I'll give him that. But some of this info is... Oh, man. That is amazing. I would, I would love to know what quarterback that is. That's what I... I also... Just hearing from the source, and this is the trades we do know about, I just want to know about the stuff we don't. I mean, the the, the lunacy that must be going on is just... It, yep. It, it, the, well, there are some back channels in this league that uh, I don't think any of us know about, and that's really exciting. Yeah, well, thank you, uh, source. Um, look forward to next week on Week Five's Rumors. <laughs> Um, so I think I think we'll jump into the uh, the matchup of the week. Um, uh, this week I've identified uh, I've, I'm calling it the Edgar Allan Poe has COVID matchup. Um, so this is uh, cooking in the woods versus flacaroni and cheese. Uh, Neville and Mike H are both uh, Ravens fans, so that's the Edgar Allan Poe comment. And then the the COVID piece is that they both have players that aren't going to play this week because of COVID. Uh, Neville is losing Big Ben as a starting QB, and Flacaroni is uh, losing both Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, taking that right in the gut. That's a huge blow. Um, 
if they were both, if everybody was playing, I think this would be a closer match. But uh, my breakdown goes like this. Um, all four quarterbacks involved in this game are terrible, and you can skip them. It's Drew Brees, Chris, uh, Carson Wentz, Nick Mullins, and Nick Foles. Hmm. Woof. They are bad. Um, Neville gets the edge in the running back department, having um, Robinson from Jacksonville, Dalvin Cook, and Jonathan Taylor. His, his running backs are, are much better than Mike's, who, who is once again suffering from the, the Derrick Henry uh, missing the game. So uh, Mike is only putting up Zach Moss, Kenyon Drake, uh, as his only two running backs for the for the matchup, so um, a little light there. Wide receivers, it's a much closer matchup, but Neville with his Calvin Ridley, uh, Robert Woods, and Devontae Adams trio is just a much more solid combination than Mari Cooper, T.K. Metcalf, and, and Jarvis Landry. Uh, Michael in the flex is also putting Sammy Watkins there, which is we all we all know our opinions on Sammy Watkins. So oh yeah, uh, Mike does have the benefit. Yeah, Mike does have the benefit of having the better um, uh, tight end with Travis Kelsey. Um, but I don't think that's going to be enough. Um, I'm actually going to call this game in Neville's favor. And I'm actually going to say that he get he, he beats him by at least 15 points. Wow. Um, yeah, 15, yep. sorry. Um, beats him by at least 15 points. Um, I, think, I think Neville just continues to roll, which is not good news for me, nor anyone else in the rest in the league um and if we look at the uh the matchups or the uh the predictions uh everybody else gertie and nolan and myself took uh took neville pelt you're the only one that took the uh flacaroni why is that you know i just i'm just thinking mike's gonna get a win here i don't like wentz uh mullins he might be solid but I just think uh, Mike's going to take it here. Some some output with uh, Drew Brees. Surprising that maybe slanty McSlant, as Gary would like to say. Um, I he think forgot an extra so slant. Slanty McSlant slant. And then I think Amari Cooper, Metcalf are pretty solid. So I, I think uh, it's going to be close, uh, but I'm going to give this one to Mike. All right. Uh, our next game, we're going to try and uh, speed through these uh, these matchups. Our next game is uh, uh, Token uh, Token Blackman versus uh, Herbal Cheese Girder. Uh, Gertie, we all chose Pelt to win this game. Why is that? Yeah, I think Pelt, I mean, in terms of predictions, it's a four-point swing right now in Pelt's favor. Uh, I think that he has better quarterbacks, and I think that's ultimately is what determines this matchup. You got uh, third-round pick Joe Burrows. And Dak Prescott versus Teddy Bridgewater and Kirk Cousins. Um, and I think that will change the dynamic. He also has the best running back, even though with the, with Zeke, um, he's been hurt by Juju. And I will say the one thing that Herpel does have is the potential return of Mike Thomas. But even with that, I don't think it's enough. I think that uh, Token will take it. And I also expect a big game this tonight from Jerry Judy as the number one wide receiver in Denver. Ooh, Very nice. Too. Our um, our next matchup is uh, Beats by DeAndre uh, versus the Dak Knight Rises. Um, I I think this is, everybody on the uh, the board thinks this as well. Dak Knight Rises gets the win here. Um, I would say it's simply just a matter of you got to show us that you can win before we we start giving you the wins. Nolan's done that twice this season. Andre has done that zero times. So Nolan, why do you think you're going to win against Andre this week? Honestly, it's uh, it comes down to the running backs. Like I look at the team, and uh, you know, Andre has. Uh, I like his quarterbacks. Mahomes, arguably the best in the league, and Stafford. I think uh, with his number one receiver, he's going to be good. Uh, unfortunately, his number one receiver is on my team, so any touchdown that he throws is going to be me getting the points. Uh, but it, it really just comes down to he's playing Ronald Jones and Rex Burkhead versus my Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Josh Jacobs. That's that's a tough tough matchup to win it's a huge swing it's a huge swing for sure um our next our next match is uh russian uh <laughs> from russia with chubb versus my can't formerly known as it says in my notes to be uh to be said like that um three of us have chosen the russian chubb machine to uh sorry i don't know why i keep the russian I put that I think I like that better. <laughs> yeah, me too. 
Russian Chef Machine is uh, is taking the win this week. Um, three of us have that. That is a bit of an upset uh, going against my previous analysis. If you got to show us how you can win before we spot you the win, um, Gertie, you're the only one that took. Uh, oh, sorry, Mike. Why yeah. is that the case? Why is why is Chubb going to take the win this week? Chubb's going to take the win this week. Um, I love his matchups. I think he's got a plus matchup Monday night. Hallwell, you spotlighted Dallas and Atlanta last week or the week before. Um, I think this one's going to be a shootout on Monday night, and I think Rodgers is going to uh, beat out Jackson. Uh, Tyreek, Diggs, Evans, I think that's a really strong receiving core. While Jay's got nothing to shake his head at, um, I do think he'll get outscored there. Um, same thing at running back. I just like the actually. Sorry, Fournette may be out. Um, that didn't factor into my mm-hmm. analysis because um, I think well, was... got to go deep. Um, got to go deep. But I do love Chubb. I think he's coming into his own, and I think Cleveland's playing pretty decently lately. So I think he's going to put up some points, and I think Jones may be due for a bit of regression um, if Jay doesn't trade him before Monday, because that could happen too, guys. Um, <clears throat> and as Jay said last week. Curtis was giving him a half chub. Curtis has given me a full chub, and I think he gets his wow. 390 win. Wow. Check check every, your headphones again, listener. That could be another penis coming through. <laughs> um, we will go to Lifeless versus Andre's team. This is Danish versus Suds. Um, across the board, we got one winner. Gertie, why don't you tell us who it is? We got Andre's team, and once again, we do not want anyone to be confused with this being the Andre King's team. No, this is Suds' team with a projected win of over nine points. Um, I think it's actually a very good quarterback duel between the two teams, Josh Allen and Daniel Jones versus Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson. I think where Andre's team ultimately wins out is in the running back position with both Mixon and Daryl Henderson, who was running very well last week as well as just the depth at wide receiver. Uh, we saw what the Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson stack can do, and it can do a lot, apparently. Uh, Tyler Boyd and DJ Shark, who looks to be coming back, are very solid wide receiver twos. And once again, we don't know why the fish is doing this, but starting both DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson from Carolina um, on his team, there's other teams out there. You don't need everyone from Carolina on it. That is some top shelf analysis. Uh, Mike, you're going to get the last word with the last matchup here, but I want you to be very, very careful. You need to make a choice between your two co-hosts for this Mm -hmm. podcast. Uh, It's these versus Guns and Baroses, a.k.a. me versus Gertie. Who do you like to win this match more slash who do you like more? Your answer will be for both questions. (laughs) Wow. That's a, that's a lot of pressure going into a fantasy football matchup, and um, my relationship might be a little scarred with both of you after this, because apparently I ignored Hallwell, and maybe Gertie won't like me after this analysis. Um, yeah, and I'm just going to, before, before this, I just want to call out we do another podcast together, so I, I hope that's not awkward. Ooh, tough, tough. Well, guys, I'm not here to win your friendship. I'm here to analyze the matchup, so I'll just say that. Um <laughs> I love Kyler Murray. I think what he's doing in Arizona is awesome. I think he's got you beat there. Uh, wide receiver-wise, McLaurin's still scary Terry. They're playing Baltimore. I just don't trust that Chicago offense for you, Gertie. Keenan Allen looks pretty good. You'll probably score some points there. Miami's Miami. Uh, Gallup and Miller for Pat. I like those. Love Kamara and Gurley. Sorry, not a fan of Sanders and uh, Mike, $41 Davis. Uh, tight end. Do I need to really go on about Evan Ingram and how he's looked so far? Uh, Flex-wise, he's got you beat with Hunt as well. Um, And actually, I think he's got you put uh, defense, bold strategy, playing a team on a bye. But uh, I think he's just showing that he's going to score more points than you everywhere else. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That was unnecessary. That was so unnecessary, Mike. uh, I like it. Great. I think Pat takes it. Thank you. I like you too. Um, I think with that, we're done our matchups. Uh, we're going to go to our final section of the podcast. Um, Sorry, just, just for the viewers, our... Pat, I don't think you told them who else picked that matchup. Um, there was one. Oh, sorry. 
Yes. There's three of us on the podcast that chose me to win. And there's one other person on this podcast who chose Gertie to win. I will let the audience figure out who the odd man out was. Our final section in the podcast uh, is our newest one, one we're very excited about. And we got lots of great questions from you guys. We're doing the mailbag. We're doing the mailbag. So exciting. Um, we have we have several questions. So, um, well, let's just uh, let's just jump in, I guess. Curtis, at, Curtis asked, "How do you feel about Thursday night games in terms of fantasy? Do you take that into consideration setting your lineups?" I personally hate everything about Thursday night games. Bonus observation: I like the split of games on the Sunday this week. Uh, believe it was eight early games, five late games, plus the Sunday nighter. NFL should do a better job of having a split like that makes red zone so much better. So I think, I think Gertie's question can be sort of summed up like is Thursday night, a good night to play your fantasy stars. Um, and then he had a comment that he liked the, the split of the Sunday afternoon games with it being eight at the one o'clock slot and then five at the four um, or four thirty slot. Um, Nolan, how do you feel about that first part of the question? The Thursday nighter. Uh, I'm fully on board for Thursday night games. I don't really know what Curtis's issue is with the Thursday night game. Um, Probably, you know, obviously this three. week it's not the most exciting matchup to say the least. But uh, I have no issues with it. Uh, you know, I will say that if you're playing the Thursday night game, get those players out of your flex. Sound advice, Mark. Yep. yep. Anybody I else think- have anything? I, I, I'm with Nolan. Uh, I love Thursday night football. It breaks up uh, and gives you more time to watch football. And obviously, you don't want them in your flex in case something happens. And uh, Curtis, you know, big fan. But uh, usually, you don't put a statement after a question. Uh, this is the mailbag, not the statement bag. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're totally right there, Gertie. He, uh, he will give him half points for that. That was a great question. Not really sure why he attached that last part. Uh, right at the end. So anybody, anybody who's listening, just make sure that whatever you put forth to us, just as the form of a question, we're going to go Jeopardy rules on that one. Um, his second question is very difficult for a podcast format to describe, uh, but we'll do our best. Um, Curtis, second question is, is Joey Bosa just that big or does he wear children's shoulder pads? And he sent us a photo of Joey Bosa in his Chargers uniform. Um, the man is quite large, quite muscly. Um, his shoulder pads do look like it's almost just like a T-shirt. Um, Mike, I'm going to let you answer this one. You know, I, I think he's just that big. I don't think it's children's shoulder pads. Excuse me, Um, but (laughs) I'm just laughing looking at this picture. I'm trying to describe it to the viewers. Um, He's certainly got bulging biceps. um, Speaking of erections, Um, but no, I think it's just he's that big. Um, Yeah, he's a professional NFL athlete. Of course, he's that big. There aren't any stupid questions. Um, but if I was to do an example of a stupid question, I may use that question. Next question. You're really encouraging their questions all well. Well, yeah. uh, just be a little bit smarter about it, you know? Yeah, Curtis, thanks for listening. Uh, anonymous asked, um, this person requested to stay anonymous given the sensitive nature of their question. I realize that's a note for me, and I shouldn't have read that. Will Andre go 0-13? Not to beat a dead horse, but what the fuck is going on with the commissioner's team? Yeah. Um Gertie, you seem to have regular conversation with him, communication. What do you What do you think is going on? Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to to block the number, but apparently it still keeps coming through. Uh, well, I think like the key to having a good team starts with showing up to the draft, and it all spiraled from there. Um, will he go zero and thirteen? There's miracles in this world. I could see a one twelve finish. Um, but there's certainly no playoffs or championship in this future. Uh, you know, there's going to be one week where Stafford and Mahomes hit and Hopkins and OBJ go off at the same time. Uh, I still don't know if that's going to be enough to come to terms with his running backs. But I give him one win 
and when all the stars align. But yeah, Andre, thank God you're commissioner because I don't know your place in this league. <laughs> wow, Andre, Andre getting hit hard today. This podcast. Um, our last question. Wait, wait, wait. I think we need to get Nolan have a take on this. Andre keeps calling, getting off on Nolan, keeps making him the villain. Nolan, what do you think? Is, is Andre going to go 0 13? For his sake, I hope not. Like, you know, I, I give our, Andre a hard time, but he is human. You know, like he's he's got feelings. He's not a complete monster. And I, I don't wish anybody to go 0 13. It's, uh, yikes. If, if Andre uh, no, no. were a character in Monsters, Inc., which character would Andre be? <laughs> Andre is, is it Wallowitz? The one with the big eye and very short. Wachowski. That's Sully, isn't it? That's Sully. No, 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 the little one, Wachowski. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's he's like the main character that nobody really likes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's Sully then? <laughs> Sully's the big, uh, the big furry one. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely more like me. Very, we're very heartwarming. That's, I'm oh, glad we all agree. I also oh, thoroughly you, you, yeah. you disagree with earlier saying that uh, Gertie is <laughs> Sully. Don't I, you? I, I said, <laughs> I said that I was that as a joke in self-deprecating fashion. But now that I know I was mistaken, we're not. We're going to erase this entire part of the podcast, and we're no. going to go with me being the champion. No, we're not. no, Michael's like, no, this is gold. Um, I, I'm going to be honest. I need to watch Monster Monsters Inc. again. Uh, I think that's what I'm going to do for some homework, just to figure out um, <laughs> who, who's who. And I'll come back next week, and I'll and I'll have a, a nice little uh, debrief of who's who in the uh, in the Monsters Inc. world, and we'll we'll put I, this thing to, movie to bed. I can confirm. I can confirm. I just did a quick Google search that uh, Nolan is in fact right that uh, Sully is the taller character, and Mike Wazowski is the smaller character. Um, but who I was actually going for is Andre is more like Roz. If you remember Roz from Monsters, Inc., she is like the secretary-looking character who right. is just very, you remember? Yeah, Smoker's Cough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know just know the, just the gatekeeper to get for anyone to get anything done, um, like IR spots or uh, something like that. So I, I, I yeah. pictured him as more of a Roz, but uh, I'm glad we cleared up our Monsters, Inc., and we're all going to watch this also- as a big group afterwards. I want to add that I love how Nolan, you said Andre has feelings and we're sympathetic towards him, then finished with he's a character nobody likes. <laughs> also, also Nolan said he's not a complete monster, which means that he's part monster in Nolan's eyes. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, in, he's in Monsters, Inc. Of course he's a, you know, he's a monster. <laughs> we get you. We get you. Our, our last question, also from an anonymous sender, uh, texted me this morning with this exact wording so i'll read it out as best as i can because i think there was some particulars that they wanted to be spoken to it was predicted weeks ago that dak knight rises was hollow and a shell of a team they barely made it above 100 points two weeks ago and didn't even come close this past week my questions are have all three of your hard-ons for the dak knight bleep he says, uh, become flaccid, maybe a hint right there. And will you go on record and state Nolan is worse than Neville this year? Wow. So that first, that first question is directed us at us hosts. Um, are we, are we no longer chubbing it up for, uh, our guests team? I mean, I gotta be honest. If you want me to go on the record, yeah, Nolan's team is worse than Neville's. I mean, but I think that speaks more to Neville's team than Nolan. I I, I mean, oh. I, I'm still a fan of Nolan's team. I th- I still think you know between um, as the broadcast for football will call it, he Lair um, and Jacobs. I still think he has the running back duo and Montgomery's been great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Justin Jefferson pick back and T Higgins. I mean, those could be game changers if they if those rookies put up big numbers again. Um, we might be talking differently about uh, DKR, uh, but I mean, it pains me to say this as well, but Neville's put together a hell of a team. Um, I just can't wait for the playoff collapse that happens in the second round, but uh, as of right now, yeah. I mean, Neville is the team to beat. Um, no, one's, no one's team is 2-1. and one. Like He's literally just right. one win behind Neville. Neville Neville's 
going absolutely ham at these this early part of the season, but like no one seems in bad. So whoever wrote this question, um, would we go on record and state no one is worse than Neville this year? I think all of us would, but like that's because nobody has been better than Neville. Neville's gained some respect this year. Uh, so I, I don't know what you want from us. Um, this person all. Yeah, yeah, it does. If I could, last week. If I could jump in here, I, I you know, this this person, uh, I, I feel like they're kind of losing sight of uh, of what our goal is here. You know, we're not we're not playing for week three. You're playing for week four. We're playing for the championship. This um, this person sort of seems like they're uh, they're getting a bit jumpy. It's like they they strike me as someone who would spend a hundred dollars on Nick Foles in week, <laughs> in week four to like try and beat somebody who's going to just absolutely crush them. But it's you know it's it's not it's not a sprint it's a marathon and uh, you know my team's had some injuries I've uh, my three starting wide receivers my round three four and five pick have all been out start of the season so uh, you know my team's got it done it hasn't looked pretty but uh, we're two and one I'm feeling good this part has they actually included their signature um, it it said that it was signed by Mike H dot 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 or i mean dot 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 m hallwell so i don't i still don't know who that is um no. they seem pretty anonymous yeah, that entire anonymous. process but yeah it uh i will wh- say that wh- whoever both hallwells are quite questionable with their fab dollars so it could be either <laughs> <laughs> i uh yeah it, it could be it really could be um, but that's that's it for us this week, everybody. Uh, gentlemen, did you have any final uh, parting words for your, our audience? Yeah, send us some fucking questions and stop being a coward and being anonymous. <laughs> I don't think I could top that. Well, uh, no one. Yeah, you know. Uh, thanks again for having me. It's been a real treat. Uh, glad to be on the podcast before Andre and. Uh, other than that, I uh, really appreciate the work you guys are doing and keep it up. Um, thank you, Nolan, for joining us. Is there anywhere that we can find you at? Any other podcasts that you'd like to pump right now? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can find me in the uh, the 390 Millionaire uh, WhatsApp chat. Uh, nice. And, you know, you can you can hit me up at my house here in Montreal anytime. <laughs> you, you're not going to you're not going to give us the Green Dragon Brewing pump. As, you know, like, is it even still going? It is still going. It's just the internet Sounds here. strong. Yeah, uh, I don't know. If it ever starts up again, maybe I'll uh, I'll give it a, a pump up. I don't know. Be careful, Nolan. Sometimes you try and pump up the podcast only to be pumped down. That's <laughs> true. Listen, Gertie, you're, you're, I'm going to do a lot of pumping with you this weekend, okay? Don't you worry about it. Yeah, well, thanks for those voodoo tips. I hope they don't backfire. <laughs> All right, champs. Um, I think that's it. All right. See you, champs and Nolan. See you, champs. (laughs) See you, champs. (laughs) 